Put it in the books. Man, it feels good to say that again. Another opening day, another Mets opening day win. They beat the Miami Marlins, which felt like a home game, 5-3 to three and start off the season 1-0. and oh, What a win. But, of course, two hours before first pitch, we're Mets fans. We can't have nice things. Justin Verlander, out of nowhere, we learn that he's going to the IL. We got lots to do. It's Verlander reaction. It's opening day victory reaction. It's Jake Brown here on a post-game edition of Amazing But True from the New York Post. Let's do it, baby. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This one's in the air to right field. That should end it. Marte coming toward the line, and the ball game is over. Chalk up another opening day win for the Mets. Three scoreless innings out of the bullpen, behind six innings for Max Scherzer. Big day for Brandon Nimmo with three RBIs. And the Mets, since 1970, are now 41-13 and 13 on opening day as they beat the Marlins today 5-3. to three. Oh, yes, the sweet sounds of Gary Cohen of SNY you just heard. And boy, does it feel good to hear that again. And the ball game is over. The New York Mets are 1-0. and Yes, since 1970, there's nobody better when it comes to opening day. 41-13. and Can you believe it? They win 5-3 behind Max Scherzer, who pitched well for five innings, struggled in the sixth, but in the seventh, Brandon Nimmo, who we weren't sure was going to be ready for opening day, with a huge two-run double, puts the Mets ahead, and the bullpen gets it done with three scoreless innings and the Mets beat the Marlins, which was basically a Mets home game. I mean, the seven line was rocking with Steve Cohen there in the building with them. I mean, what an owner, the guy showing up, sitting with the fans. You love to see it. And the Mets win five to three great win. Brandon Nimmo was fantastic. Played just six games in the spring, came back from the knee ankle injuries, gets the big hits, gets the sack fly. Omar Navarez had a nice Mets debut. Scherzer gets the win. Drew Smith with a solid seventh inning. Brooks Raleigh looked nasty in the eighth, and David Robertson closed it out in the ninth. He'll be 38 next week. He gets his 158th career save, and the boys of orange and blue do it again. Now, great win. Thank God they won because the Mets Twitterverse would have went crazy if they did not, and I'll tell you why. But remember, you're listening to Amazing But True, a New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I'm Jake Brown. You can follow me at Jake Brown Radio. This is the first 
Thursday edition of the show in a few years. We used to do two. Last year was one. We're back to two. I'll be doing these solo, but I'll be having special guests almost every week. This one will be solo because there's a lot to do and uh, a lot to kick it off with. There wasn't going to be much, just a regular game reaction. But of course, two hours before the game, we learn of just some awful news. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get podcasts. And subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube. You can watch full episodes there. You can watch me there, my special guests, when we have them on there. And, of course, our Monday shows with me and Nelson Figueroa. You can watch there. Find that amazing but true playlist. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Comment below. We appreciate your support. And, of course, follow Amazing But True on Twitter. Well, two hours before the game, you know, I'm so ready. I'm hyped up, ready for opening day. Listen, I live and breathe New York Mets baseball. My schedule revolves around this team. And that really had nothing to do with my job. The job has now become a part of it. But even before this, I lived and breathed Mets baseball. Before this, you know, I maybe from 162, I'd watch 145 to 150. There's games you just have to miss. Now I try to get almost all 162 if I can. I live and breathe this team. I love this team. I cannot wait to be there next Thursday at the home opener with my dad, our 20th straight father-son home opener. You know, we you don't count the COVID year. We were there in cardboard cutout form. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you see the cardboard cutouts. That's Figgy. That's me. That's my dad. We were there in cutout form. So the tradition will live on next week. So I love this team. I'm excited for this season. But I do know that we can't have nice things. And out of the blue, I mean, where did this come from? Two hour, a little over two hours before the game. It's announced by the Mets on Twitter that Justin Verlander is going to the IL, a low-grade Terry's major strain. And, of course, Dr. Google had to save us all. And, you know, Gary broke it down to the broadcast as well, around the armpit area under the shoulder. And Mets fans were left with a stench. We were all stinking up the joint. We needed some Old Spice. You know, we needed some deodorant to take care of that stench. And apparently Justin Verlander needed more than deodorant. He's got to get treatment and we'll continue throwing at moderate intensity and will be reevaluated in a week. Here I am for that home opener with my dad, 20th straight, thinking the start of a potential championship season that I predicted. We have a Cy Young future Hall of Famer starting the home opener. The buzz is palpable. We got the post-game podcast at Catch Astoria. With Andy Chavez coming, my parents seeing me live do a pod for the first time, I was fired up to see Justin Verlander start that game. And now he's going to the injured list. And he first reported the discomfort Wednesday night. Uh, It happened in his final bullpen of spring training. So, you know, let's first hear Josh, our intern, Josh Crawford. Let's hear what Justin Verlander had to say about the injury and how the heck it happened. Let's listen up. I, I think looking back, uh, it's something that was kind of lingering, but it's spring training, and it's very normal to kind of have to work through some stuff, so I didn't really talk, give much credence. Um, just kind of thought it was something I was working through. Um, my last start was able to go out and pitch through that, so I thought kind of got over that hurdle. And then in my bullpen yesterday, just, you know, still felt just a teeny bit of something. So when I looked back, I thought I was over it and I still felt something. I kind of like connected the dots and my velocity was down a little bit in my last start. And that was really the main thing that I was like, well, 
something's going on that's causing my velocity to be down one or two miles an hour. Um, I've dealt with a lot for a couple times in my career, and it's just not something to mess around with at all. Um, I missed, you know, better part of three months one time. So in my mind, it was um, let's be prudent here, be smart, um, and, and get a look at. Um, so that's what I did. So there's Verlander and how the injury happened. Now, you heard this originally. You're thinking, oh, my goodness, here we go again. Mets world. I mean, this team already found out that Bryce Montes de Oka needs Tommy John surgery. He's out for the season. They found out that Sam Coonrod has a high-grade lat strain. He's on the IL. They found out that Alicia Hernandez has a shoulder strain. He's on the IL. They found out that Steven Ridings has a lat strain. He's on the IL. Now, you're thinking these aren't big names, not a big deal. But these were the middle relievers that had to be have a role potentially with Edwin Diaz out. All those guys are out. Then you're thinking, all right, Jose Quintana, we think he's going to be back in July. He's back with the team. It looks like he's about to begin working out, but he's not going to be back for a while. You're already without him. You're thinking, now Justin Verlander, are you kidding me with this? Like, there's no way. But Verlander, you know, reassured the media and reassured Anthony Tacomo that it shouldn't be too long of an injury. Let's hear what Verlander had to say, Josh, about the timetable for this injury. To be honest, uh, in talking with uh, a couple doctors, um, you know, this isn't obviously best case scenario. Best case would have been, hey, there's nothing there and you're just sore. Um, but I would think this is probably second best case. Um, you know, very, very minimal. Um, and for me personally, having it not be the lat. Um, that's what I was most concerned about. So, yes, similar area, and the, the muscles kind of work in conjunction. Right. Um, but, um, you know, so that's, that's, that's why I was thinking that. All right, so it's, it seems he's avoided the worst, but I guess we'll find out and see when he's reevaluated in a week. Let's hope he's back soon in his place. Listen, Tyler McGill did this last year for Jacob DeGrom, who got rocked, by the way, for five runs. I wasn't mad to see that, although the Rangers ended up coming back as the Philly to the Phillies and just have zero pitching, zero bullpen. So that's going to be a long year for the Phillies, potentially with that bullpen. But, you know, Tyler McGill did this last year. I was there. I was in D.C. He starts opening night out of nowhere, you know, for an injured Jacob DeGrom. Stadium that has no straws. Absolutely a travesty. He's got to do it again for Justin Verlander, you know, from one potential future Hall of Famer to another. Here you go, kid. He'll start Saturday, and now he'll start the home opener. Now it's a lot less sexy than Justin Verlander for the home opener. But we saw some good things from Big Drip last year, and now Big Drip's got to step up again. So Big Drip, go get it done. And in honor of Big Drip and the Mets winning and 1-0, and let me get my Big Drip on if you're watching on video and put on the first victory chain of the season as the Mets are 1-0. Let's get icy. There it is, folks. The victory chain in honor of the win, in honor of Big Drip. You know, this is your time right now. Now, it might not be long. Verlander could be back in a few weeks, but Big Drip's got to fill in the void of a Hall of Famer. And David Peterson's done well filling in. You know, in the past, he will fill in as well as a starter with Quintana out. Now it's again, Peterson, McGill. And they're on their seventh starter, essentially, when it comes to McGill. There's not a lot of teams that have beyond eight or nine. The next guy would be Joey Lucchese if anyone gets hurt. So you can't really afford another injury, but let's just hope Verlander's okay. But, like, why us? I mean, every year you're all excited, 
And then now you're going to have the naysayer saying, this is what happens when you have a first top two stars that are 40 years old. I don't know what voice that was, but that that's what people are going to say. That's the naysayers. You built your team, Billy Epler, around two aces that are old at the back end of their career. I don't think that's fair here. This just seems to be a freaky kind of injury, a weird injury, but that's what the naysayers will say. And you can't really, you know, go against them because unfortunately that's what happened here. Now let's hope max lasts and is good. I, I got to stop talking about injuries because, uh, you know, if you watch school of rock, there's Zach Mooningham. They're going to start calling me Jake Mushingham because the amount of mushing with these injuries, I almost got to just put a muzzle on and stop talking about injuries. Because I said, you know, if healthy, if healthy, if healthy with those top two guys, if Verlander and Scherzer stay healthy. And then two hours before first pitch, they're not healthy. I mean, you can't make it up. Like, thank God they won. Because I would have been ranting and raving and been so pissed off. if they. I was already so grumpy along with other Mets fans. Everyone, people texting me, tweeting me, messaging me. Why can't we have nice things? I said, I know. We just cannot. We got the richest owner in sports. We're rich now. We're not poverty we're run well. The food's great in the stadium. We got a big ass scoreboard. Everything's going right, but everything can't go right in the world of Mets. There's always something that's got to go wrong. And with all these bullpen injuries and Diaz out and now Verlander, I mean, it's just frustrating, man. But with that being said, here's the good news. The Mets won an opening day and it was a fun game. Listen, it was a pitcher's duel at the start. Alcantara started to get gas, started walking guys. And, you know, Brandon Nimmo, I mean, this guy sets the tone. There's a reason they gave him a hundred million plus and you saw it. I mean, what he does with the sack fly, I mean, and check off your bingo card. Uh, you know, if you bet this, you're a genius. Daniel Vogelback scoring on a shallow sack fly to left field. I mean, there's a line drive. I, I saw him go and I'm like, I hope it's not a good throw because a good throw might get him. Luckily, it wasn't a great throw. And then I believe Narvaez got caught between first and second. I kind of like Narvaez, by the way. He's got a nice swing. I think I, I, well, it's early. It's one game. Let me not speak too much. But like, you know, I think he could be good for this team. And he's such an upgrade over James McCann. Now, the ladies might not love looking at Narvaez like they love looking at McCann. Listen, McCann was a handsome SOB. But, you know, Omar Narvaez is a good player. And he's going to be a good kind of bridge guy to Francisco Alvarez. And, you know, you hope that it could be an Alvarez-Narvaez duo. I like Nito, but th- there's no doubt that those two would be better. But you want Alvarez to play full-time, and that's why he's in AAA. But I, I like Narvaez. You know, he-, he had a nice debut today. Again, you don't want to react too much to one game, but I like his swing, and he, you know, he called a good game today. And, you know, Max was solid, wasn't at his best, but the key thing you take out of this game, you watch one, the games are quicker. You saw that. This was a sub-three-hour game. Even those five three and there were pitching changes, delays. I mean, this was a fairly quick game, and we're gonna see a lot of quick games. The bad thing is the umpires are going to mess up a lot. I mean, I know it's early, but you already see some issues where they called a strike because on McNeil, because Alonzo took too much time getting back to first. I mean, that made no sense. There's going to be mistakes, and you're hoping it doesn't cost team game. Luckily, McNeil, you know, he got angry and got the got the big hit right after that but you know another guy who got paid in the offseason the Mets got a pretty friendly deal by doing that by you know getting him out of arbitration to just give him a deal doing an Atlanta Braves special with that one and Jeff McNeil with no shift I mean man 
This guy could have another batting title type of year. Love Jeff McNeil. But the umpires are going to have a rough year with these delays and with the pitch clock. And Max again talking about, you know, he likes the pace, but he doesn't like the pitch clock. We're going to see some issues here. We're going to see some growing pains. And and I foresee a lot of umpire mistakes that are going to piss a lot of people off. They're going to piss managers off. And that one was bizarre. I mean, that made no sense. And it seems like they're still walking through this. Some of these guys don't even know what they're doing. So we'll see what happens with that. But nonetheless, Brandon Immo was key today. You know, he gets the the big apple. We'll give him the big apple today for a big game. But the bullpen, you know, Drew Smith scared me early because I'm not the biggest Drew Smith believer yet. But then he made up for it, struck out a few guys and had a good inning. And Brooks Raley, you know, this lefty's got some good stuff. And when he doesn't throw a fastball, I love those kind of pitchers that throw a lot of off speed and less fastballs because they could throw hitters off. And his role, I mean, this is an X factor on this Mets team. If he can get both lefties and righties out. With Edwin Diaz out, Brooks Raley get, getting the ball to David Robertson, who looked great in the ninth inning besides the foul home run. Man, that was close. You know, getting the ball to the out of Eno and Robertson, Raley has a an essential role on the 2023 Mets. And he's got some filthy stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing Raley. Drew Smith has a big year for him. I mean, you're going to see him a lot in the sixth and seventh inning. So he's going to be big. But Raley really liked that off-speed stuff. He made guys look like fools out there. So looking forward to seeing him. So the Mets win one, one and oh, they're five, a five, three win, excuse me. And a good win. Max Scherzer picks it up. David Robertson picks up the save, save number one fifty eight of his career. Just like the old days, he's saving games for a New York team once again. But you know, the big news that came out was Justin Verlander to the IL. So we'll wait and see by the home opener live pod. I catch a story, come out me, Nelson Figueroa and Eddie Chavez, my parents. It's going to be fun. It'll be a good one. So if you're going to the game, please come on down. It's free. You know, you don't need tickets. Just come down, have a few beers. You know, we will not be supplying free drinks. So I'm sorry. I'll see if I can accommodate free shots for everyone. You know, the good people at Catch Astoria. I would hope we could at least get around of shots for everyone. But, you know, tip your bartenders and, and your servers. So we're looking forward to that. We'll start around six. We'll, you know, talk to some people. 530 is the hope to get there. Six o'clock, we'll start the recording. Gives you plenty of time to get over from the traffic, take the train. You know, the N- the NW train goes right to 30th Avenue. Get off and you're at Catch Astoria. It's a block right on that block. So take the train if you want Uber. Parking is not terrible in that area if you're driving. So looking forward to seeing you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that wraps up this first post-game Amazing But True home opener podcast. 1-0 feels good to get a win and hear Gary saying the ball game is over. And then you get put in the books with Howie Rose. We are excited to win a game here at Metzland. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Amazing But True. Thanks to Andrew Hart and the intro Josh Crawford for helping me produce this special opening day post-game pod. Make sure you watch it on the New York Post Sports YouTube. Give us that thumbs up there. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us a five-star rating. Write a nice review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
We're going to try to set up a mailbag soon. We'll get that rolling in the coming weeks as well. But twice a week, all season long, I'll have plenty of special guests and crossover pods, so you won't have to hear me for 20 minutes every Thursday. We'll have a lot of fun along the way. The New York Mets are 1-0. We will catch you next Monday for another episode after this series with the Marlins ends. Hopefully the Mets win a few more, and we're undefeated going into the first Post game, you know, amazing but true with me and Figgy. We're looking forward to that. As always, we'll end it with this. Let's go, Mets. It felt like a home game. You know, there was a lot of let's go, Mets chance, and seven line showed up in full force. That was awesome. It was really awesome just to, to get back out there and get in front of the fans.